The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, welcome back, everybody. The guys from Notebook Wagering. We are back Thursday night edition. I am Smitty, the teaser king. Sitting across from me is J Cam, the best stack guy in the game. And then we got our man. We about we about got a full team this week, but we got our man back, Maddie Nails. Mr. Jimmy Houston up there catching fish all over Lake Erie. And before we go into everybody. The Marines, hoo Happy birthday and Veterans Day tomorrow. We love our military. Jimmy Houston, Maddie Nails, always working for the weekend. How were the fish biting last weekend? Well, I'm going to tell a quick story before we dive into the football. So fishing in Erie has been like trying to crack the Da Vinci Code. You start out on one stream, you don't catch any. You go to another stream. You catch some, you talk to some locals, they don't tell you the good spots, the juicy tidbits. We finally found a spot on the lake where everybody seems to go. Then you have to figure out the bait. And this year we cracked the code. We found the bait. We found the right spot on the lake. We got there time-wise perfectly, weather-wise perfectly, and we hammered it. Great weekend. I was going to call in for you guys Thursday night, do a little bit of a Quick intro, Colin, but uh, I had a little too many adult beverages. I figured it would be wise not to, even though it could have been funny. So I'm ready to roll NFL. Let's go Thursday night. J-Cam, what's cooking down there? What is cooking in the South Hills on a Thursday night? I've got the Falcons going here. Uh, I, I know everybody's on Carolina, and it's a divisional home dog, so you take the points. But I actually think the Falcons see the playoffs in their sights. I don't think they can get there. But they run. The, they have the best unit in this game with the offense. Both defenses are about equal, and so I'm going to take the point, or I'm going to lay the points at two and a half and take the uh, Dirty Birds. I like how Maddie talked about like the locals, like it was like Point Break with like the surf. <laughs> like I, I love that man. That was great. I man, thought it was Interloper. What's he up You can't. You can't. You can't get a break up there, Smitty. You can't get a break, man. They got you. Got Russians up there speaking Sputnik on the river. They don't tell you shit. So, yeah, I think we finally cracked the code, and uh, next year, hopefully even better. All right, boys, give me two. Let's go, Utah. Let's go into Thursday night, man. We got a Thursday night Amazon game, prime game. Until If you have it, if you don't, go to a bar. They probably don't even have it, too. So we'll go. <laughs> we'll dive into it Thursday night. We got Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina. We're going to break this game down. We know it's kicking off soon, but we're going to break it down. Here we go. Line right now, Atlanta minus two and a half over under 41 and a half. You know, conditions could be an issue tonight. You got the little, um, I think it came in as a category one down in Florida there. Um, kind of coming up a little bit. You're going to have some, maybe some, you know, harder rain. Wind, you heard it earlier. I heard some shows today said it might get up to about 30 miles per hour. I've seen some other, you know, comments that it's not going to get that high. 
Carolina, really bad performance last week. Couldn't stop a run. Joe Mixon, great play by me. I had his underprop in a lot of things, and he just went nuts. Boys, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, I gave it out. I'm going to throw it real fast. I took Carolina up in a teaser. I have them matched up uh, up to uh, eight and a half. I matched them with the Chargers. I'll go into that a little bit later. And I teased the points up 47 and a half. And I'm going to take the under with the conditions. And I have a Drake London under 36 and a half receiving yards for the Falcons. J-Cam, what do you have tonight? Like I said, I've got 30 birds. I'm going to lay the two and a half. I think I have the best unit in the game in the offense. Both defenses are about dead even. Um, and also a little tidbit, if you follow officials, the ref crew doing this game tonight, big time under crew. Weather is a, a weather also a factor. So the under's looking good. Might be a little late on that though. Maddie, what are you looking for for Thursday night here? I'm with you, buddy. Uh, give me the give me the dirty birds laying the points. I think safer bet is to roll the money line. I'm in a ton of bets on this. I want to get off to a good start this week. I took PJ Walker under his passing yards of 166 and a half. I have PJ Walker, no touchdown passes. Chuba Hubbard over 10 and a half reception yards. Terrence Marshall over 34 and a half yards. Quarter L Patterson over 53 and a half rushing yards. And Patterson, anytime TD. So I'm all over the board, but I do like the Falcons here. I do think they're just a better squad. I think Carolina's in that tank mode, secretly undercover. I don't even know if Walker's going to play the whole game. I think they need a top two pick. This is a complete rebuild, and they're going to be battling Houston for that top spot. So it looks like Stroud and then the Bama kid are are supposedly one, two, but we'll see. So give me the birds tonight, uh, and let's roll on to the next. Yeah, well, so the next game we have the Seahawks and the Buccaneers in Germany. Deutschland uh, for the first time ever. I've heard somewhere on a podcast this week that the Seahawks have a huge following in Germany. I don't understand that at all, but it may be true. Apparently, they're, they go by the 13th man because I guess the 12th man was already taken by the Seattle faithful. Uh, so kind of an interesting twist on that game. I know the Germans do like American football, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of reception they get for the first time going into Germany. Maddie, who do you have here? Uh, uh, so the, this line is Tampa minus two and a half over under 44 and a half. I don't understand how Seattle is not the favorite here or how this is a pick em game. Tampa is just beat up. Sure, they won last week. The Rams absolutely handed that game to them. Um, Geno Smith is playing unreal. And here's, a, here's my sticky note of the night. It's coming early. Uh, I, I saw, and I'm not sure because I didn't research it. It just seems a little odd. But it says all the international games have been decided by five points or less. So... Give me Seattle. Give me the money line here. Uh, I'm going to look at player props. Depends on if Kenneth Walker is allowed to even travel. I don't. I haven't heard. I heard his passport was no good, but I haven't heard he's not going. So I guess he's over there. Somebody, what do you got on this one? Yeah, you know, I agree with you, Matt. I, I, one of my biggest bets, and I'm going to give Jason a lot of credit. You know, he brought up Tampa last week on the show that we did, and I went, I hammered MC hammered it. Hammer don't hurt him last week. Big winner for me, really helped the weekend. Hey, a little sweat, nine seconds left, touchdown from the money line. Thank you, thank you, thank you, McVeigh. Really down in the plays there and getting Tom to go the ball back, and he took him right down. But here's the thing. Tampa, and I also did best bet teaser with the points up and the under in that game. I'm looking at this again. I said it last week on the show. Seattle's defense has played really well lately. 
holding teams down some points. Tampa, again, pretty good defense, but they're not scoring. Like you said, Maddie, why are they favored in this? You know, they got one win. Is that really going to catapult this? Again, I would do a teaser probably up Seattle in this game. And again, I'm looking at the points, jack it up and take the under. I don't care if you play this in Germany, London, in my backyard. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring game. Uh, another side note to that, uh, Tampa's down another guard too. Brady hates that pressure up the middle. I, I mean, just just roll Seattle. S- stick with the little hot team. I like it. And, you know, Geno Smith, if you look at his numbers, guys, great ATS. I mean, he's covering a lot of games. And Brady, I saw a stat today. I think Brady is 0-4 ATS against Geno Smith in his career. So keep that in mind. Um, Geno, man, and the boys. And, you know, again, Carroll – Coach of the year, I know the Philly guy, they're undefeated, but man, what he's doing in Seattle is pretty remarkable because a lot of people thought they were going to win about two, three games this year, and what they're doing is keep it up, Seattle. So let's go, Seahawks. Uh, uh, is Does Jill Bunchen have any German in her? She has that umlaut over her. Uh, you maybe they, maybe, they, maybe they hate Brady even more over there. Thought you were going a different direction for that. Uh, <laughs> she's Brazilian. And there are I know that. But, but German and Italian Germany? immigrants in South yeah. America. So there you go. All right. Well, just round it out there. <laughs> All right. Let's roll on. Monsters of the Midway game coming up. Lions off a huge win against the Packers. That's a rarity. Going to the Bears, who are red hot with uh, fields at quarterback. I'm going to give a shout out to an SRU guy. For you good listeners, that's Slippery Rock University home of now the pride used to be the Rockets. Uh, the Bears OC is Luke Getze. I know his brother. I actually know Luke, but not very well. He's doing a great job with fields. He's really come along and given them a plan to work with. Not He's adapted to what he has at quarterback instead of trying to implement what they should do or what they want to do. It, it, great job. I'm actually rolling the Bears again here. This is an over-under 48 and a half. Bears are laying the three. I'm going to lay the three. Detroit is really bad on the road. It should be so-so weather. The Bears have scored 90 points plus their last three games. They didn't score that many in their first six games. So stay with the hot team. Roll with the Bears this week. Yeah, you know, this is a team. Both defenses, not good. I mean, that game last week, Packers, Lions, you think that, that would have went really crazy. But, you know, Rodgers threw a couple picks down really ready to go in, and it, it, so it kept the scores down a little bit. Bears, man, that Miami game was up and down. You know, I was on the Bears. I thought they were going to maybe hang in that game. Goff, like you said, man, the Lions aren't good on the road. Goff is not good on the road, you know, looking at some numbers here. But, again, the Bears' defense has been really bad, at least the last three games here. Conditions, I looked at about 37 degrees, 41% chance of precipitation. You know, it's always kind of windy there, too. It's kind of like Cleveland. You always get that. I saw anywhere from 12 to 18 miles per hour in this. I like the Bears. I like what they're doing. I've said it the last couple weeks. I like the running game. I like both backs. Fields is really, I mean, man, oh, man, he's like a running, you know, like an extra running back right now, what they're doing. But, hey, it's working. Keep running them. Don't get hurt. Do it. I like the Bears this week. And these divisional games real quick, too. I got to look a little bit more. I mean, a lot of these are leans I'm going to throw tonight at boys. I, I got to dive in. I got a couple locked in. But these divisional games, too, 
the unders have been hitting in this. And again, then you get a little bit, the you know, 37 degrees, first kind of cold chill in the air here this week. So let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, no, Jason, I, what do you got, buddy? I'll tell you what, I would, it, it scares me to take the Bears and lay points, even though it's against the, the Lions. That's probably the only reservation to have in this game. If I see a hook suddenly appear in that three, I might take the Lions. Uh, I actually see a lot of points. I know it's cold weather. The wind stays recalm. I think it's going to be okay. Cold doesn't really bother these guys. Both defenses are atrocious. The Bears' offensive signs of life. The Lions always have an offense this year. Uh, so I'm looking toward the over. I'm, but like I said, I'm going to take the Bears right now. But if I see that three and a half pop up before, I'm going to lean to the Lions. And I'm going to definitely lean to the over if the weather conditions are right. Maddie, hey, Yeah, real quick. Um, so the Lions have played one, two, three, three road games. Only one has been outdoors. All their other games home are in a dome. Their one road game outdoors against New England, they lost 29-0. Golf had a horrible time in subpar conditions. I think they get rolled, and, and I'm still not. I know everybody loves Rob Rob Dan Campbell. I still think he's a bad coach. I think his position coaches are also kind of bad. Uh, it's just cheerleaders to me. Roll the Bears. But Smitty, put your mortgage on that one this week. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be probably on there with you here. All right, moving along. Another one o'clock game. Hey, big matchup here, but there's a lot of question marks in this game. You got Minnesota Vikings that really came back, controlling the game early against the Commanders. Then they got down. Luckily, they came, helped me out in a money line parlay. They travel into Buffalo here. A lot of question marks in this. I'm going to just start it here. You got Allen. Is he going to play? Could it be Case Keenum? Case Keenum has good numbers ATS as a starter over in his career. Um, I, the conditions, again, boys, I'm going to throw it out. I looked it up here. 39 degrees. There is a chance of some rain and snow I saw. And, again, Buffalo, it's always beautiful this time of year. 14 to 25 mile per hour winds here. It's opened up at minus 8.5. It's down to 3.5. And you also have – the total, it dropped. It dropped down to 43 and a half. So I'm looking at this game right now. I already locked in. I have Minnesota up in a teaser. I got them up to plus 10. I'm also looking at the under in this in a teaser spot. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I, I took a little bit of Minnesota already at plus five as it started to plummet here with the Allen injury news. Um, you know, but it's not just Josh Allen. Obviously, that's a huge loss for them. Case Keenum's a capable backup. They've got enough talent in Buffalo to get by the Vikings, who have been kind of like really iffy this year. They're winning a lot of games, but I think they're, they're what, 6-0 and in one-score games at this point in the season. I think it's the first NFL team to ever do that. I think I heard that on an action podcast today. So I took I took a little bit of the Vikings here at plus five. The weather makes me a little bit nervous, just like Maddie said. It's crazy. The NFC North teams, you actually have to look for the weather because most of them play indoors and are soft these days, but it's definitely a factor. Another factor in this game, though, that probably a bigger one, Buffalo Bills defense is, again, like banged up. Everyone's hurt on that unit. They're going to lose Rousseau probably this week. The safeties are out again. Uh, I think Milano is questionable. He's a big factor for that offense because he's kind of the, the, the linebacker that takes care of the RPOs. Uh, so I'm going to take my plus five with the Vikings. Hopefully it's going to hold out here. Hopefully Kirk Cousins can figure something out in the bad weather in Buffalo. Maddie, what do you got? Well, you stole my uh, Chris Mortensen sideline report on the injuries. Milano out, Foyer out, Tredavious White out, Russo supposedly out as well. This line, I guess, started at nine. I didn't see a nine. I thought I saw like a seven and a half. It's now three and a half. 
Give me the Vikings money line here. I think that I think with all these injuries, and then I mean, you have to think the way the line has moved. Allen is not going to play. Now, is it going to be tight? Yeah, it's probably going to be tight, probably a 24, 23 kind of game. Minnesota hasn't put up huge numbers uh, scoring wise, but they're still, uh, they only have one loss. And granted, the one loss was the Eagles. So they haven't played anybody. I know we're getting that topic, but I think this is the upset, especially with Allen out. Give me the Vikings this week. Yeah, old man in the garage, too. You know, coming off really a great weekend last week, 2-0. and Gave out those money line dogs that he likes to do. Guys heating up here. He's on the Vikings. He's also on this. He, he just does not think Allen's going to play. So he likes Minnesota Vikings money line. I think it's a great call. I mean, I love the question marks in this. I mean, can something change? You know, the weather's a condition. You know, and here's the thing, Jason, real quick before we move to the Steeler game here, Jason's been saying this the last couple of weeks. Where's the running game? They run the quarterback. You know, you take him out. Can they actually run the ball? That's that's a head scratcher, too, in this. I mean, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Again, Vikings, some people, it's like the Steelers a couple of years ago, guys. Remember when they were undefeated and everyone's like, man, that's not a very good undefeated team. <laughs> Vikings, some people are on that, too. They're like, is this team really that good? So we'll have to see into Sunday. All right, moving on, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a bye. The greatest thing about last weekend was I won some bets, but I didn't have to watch the Steelers. So we're going to go into the Steelers. <laughs> What's going to happen? The Saints are coming into Pittsburgh. You know, the Steelers are 14-day rest. They're coming off the bye. They are really good coming off the bye the last couple of years. Saints, 0-3, I think, on uh, – I think they are they have not won a game yet. I wrote that down on the road, ATS, this year. You know, Steelers are, like I said, really good. I like a teaser spot in this. I, I, I Man, I don't want to say this. I think the Steelers can actually win this game. I really do. I really do. So it might be a play on the money line for me, but in a teaser spot, I love the Steelers up. J Cam, what do you have in this, man? I say offense, offense. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on the Steelers this week. I like them. Tomlin 11 and four off of buys. The Saints have not played a true road game in five weeks, and they are 0 3 ATS on the road this year. There's just a lot of things going on. The Saints banged up a quarterback. Um, the defense is good. We kind of talked about the Saints' lack of speed in the middle of the defense. Kind of got exposed a little bit last week with that. Um, yeah, I think the, the Steelers coming off the bye, maybe circle the wagons, but more importantly, get TJ Watt back, which makes that defense completely different. Now, if he doesn't play, I'm going to probably pump the brakes a little bit. But if we get TJ Watt back, they can actually get pressure on the quarterback, which will make the entire defense a little bit better. I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm going to put them on the, take them on the money line. It's it's a week for money line dogs here. We're advocating a lot. Maddie's looking at us like we're crazy. Tell us <laughs> if we're crazy. You're not crazy. And that's why I'm looking at you. I can't believe that I'm actually going to say this as well. This is definitely the best bet of the week. Tease the Steelers up. Give them that uh, touchdown and, and the hook and put them with the Chiefs-Jags game, tease that game total down, and go over. The only thing that scares me this week is the weather's going to be ugly. The Saints can definitely still run the ball with Kamara. Their weapons, though, are so limited on the outside, so the Steelers' corners should be able to hang. Just don't get beat by somebody like Taysom Hill. 
I, I, I don't like the other rumor, though, too, that they might try Jalen Warren at running back a little more. I personally like that, but stick with Najee. Run the ball. Keep Pickett to minimum, et cetera. Yeah, I'm fine with giving more and more opportunities with the first unit and, and on a standard downs, but let's not confuse the fact that, you know, if you put them in the same spot, you're not going to get the same Warren as you're getting. And we do need a better Najee, I will say that. But I'm saying is that don't confuse the spot with the production on the player a little bit. And I think that's going on. Warren's been really good for them. He's a nice fine, undrafted rookie free agent, filled a position they needed, a backup running back. But let's pump the brakes a little. Let's not, let's not put him in a Pro Bowl yet. No, I'm putting my foot on the pedal and we're going 100 miles an hour. I want Warren in there and I want him starting. He runs like Frank Pollard. I mean, he just goes. It's, it's there's no there's no wiggle. It's just, yeah. Go go go! Get him in. I don't want this guy dancing that can't dance. So I I've saw, I saw enough people not being able to dance, and that's what Najee does. He dances around, doesn't go. Warren, Warren, Warren. Give me more Warren. I love it. All right. Maddie, where are we headed next? Uh, all right, let's go to Browns Dolphins. Uh, Q is super excited about the Dolphins, but he can't be here tonight. I think he's out there doing his thing with work. So uh, we have an over under 49. Browns going down to Miami. Dolphins are laying three and a half. Q's going to be super excited. I think this is another great bet. Um, I, I'm going to lay the points with the Dolphins at home. Uh, a stat here to look at is Amari Cooper. For fantasy folks, and it translates into the real game. When he's at home, he averages 19 fantasy points a game, which is roughly probably eight catches, 80 yards, et cetera, maybe a score in there. On the road, he averages four fantasy points a game. So you want a player prop for people who like player props. Look at Donovan People-Jones over receiving yards this week. I think he has three straight games of 70 yards plus. You can probably get his around 40. And we know this is going to be a high-scoring game because both defenses are pretty bad. So the Dolphins are going to light it up. Cleveland's probably going to have to play comeback. Even the Dolphins, minus three and a half, and player props on this one all around. Yeah, I, I already jumped on Cleveland in this, in a teaser. I, I'm taking – and, again, this is not – sounds like I always go – certain teams I go against. Miami's a very good team. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. Two have played extremely well last week. The wide receivers are just freak shows. I like Cleveland, though. Cleveland's coming off a bye. I like taking this up. I, I matched Cleveland with Minnesota already in a teaser. I got Cleveland up to nine and a half. I like the extra rest. I think they'll come back. I think this game, I think Cleveland, again, run the ball. Brissett's played okay as a quarterback. Um, we'll see what happens here. But I like Cleveland up in a teaser. I think Miami wins the game. Uh, not really dove into the total if you want to play that yet in a teaser spot. I have not looked at that, but I like, I like the Browns up in this game. Yeah. I like the Browns at three and a half. Uh, you know, Miami has been kind of fighting through the uh, NFC Norris there and uh, almost got caught a couple times by the bears and the lions. So I think the Browns are a step up in competition. They're getting better on the front line. It's kind of getting healthy, which is one thing they really did. Denzel Ward back. Uh, I think Miami's still good. This defense isn't really good. Um, they do stop the run decently well. So it'll be interesting to see if Brissett can actually be the focus instead of like, you know, just playing off the run game with Chubb, which has been tremendous this year. 
But yeah, kind of leaning toward the over as well. Both defenses have kind of been disappointing through this year. I think Cleveland's getting better. They've they played well against the Ravens. They played well against the Browns. Uh, I'll take the three and a half in the hook. I think it's a close game down in South Florida. Now, this is probably the first game for them where the home field is a huge advantage because it's starting to get a little chilly up here in the north and it's still beautiful down in Miami. Weather could be a factor in this one just from the heat. You see the sideline with the sun directly on the brown. He's probably wearing the dark brown uniforms. Could be a factor late. You can see them wilting if they have a lead. So I will take us to the next game then, and we will go to Tennessee where we have the Titans coming off a of Monday where everyone found out that they're good again. <laughs> and they will host the Broncos. The Broncos have been probably the most disappointing team in the NFL, at least definitely one of the top five. And I don't know really what to make of this matchup. I think you got basically the Iowa-Wisconsin of the NFL slate this week. Smitty, where are you leading? <laughs> you know, hey, Jason, I'm at the same spot I was last Thursday with you. We talked – we broke this game down um, with Tennessee – in the game with Kansas city. And we said, maybe just put on the brakes right now. Let's see. I have not heard again, who's quarterback. And, you know, they got Willis again. They hung in that game. I I took the first quarter under in that. And I took some live and I hit, I hit three and oh in that Sunday night game, Mr. Sunday night. I I think I'm like nine and oh in my last Sunday night plays with all those live bets with uh, green Bay, just fire those plays. I love it, but I'm going to hold, I'm going to pump on the brakes again here. I got to know who's quarterback and, Again, both, like you said, great thing, Wisconsin, Iowa here. Both these teams, Willis is throwing the ball like for 45 yards, 50 yards. They're not making the guy throw a lot. Henry's playing fantastic right now, which is great for my fantasy. I really, again, do not have any opinion yet on this game. I want to know who's locked in at quarterback. Go from there. Again, Tennessee, guys, just good coach, man. I mean, he really is. Scrappy team. If Henry can run the ball, they're very tough in these situations. Denver, again, we talked, all three of us have said it. We don't like the coach. Russell Wilson has not played well. You know, if Russell Wilson runs the ball a little bit, sometimes they're good in his accuracy. Like he picks up the throw. And if he's trying to make a just sit back kind of pocket passer, I don't like him as much. I'm going to hold right now on this game and I'll wait. And I'll, if I play it, which I probably will, I'll tweet it out later. Sometimes it's scary that we're all on the same page. I don't know what to make of this freaking game either. Um, Tannehill is rumored to play. Uh, they should have beat Kansas City. Willis was 5 of 16 for 80 yards. If, if, if Tannehill's in that game, I'm pretty sure he's not 5 of 16 for 80 yards. And I think they probably sneak one more touchdown in there. They're going to they're gonna smash Denver with Henry again this week. He's going to get another 25-plus carries, look for his over – totals on carries it, Denver's actually good against the run but this is the same team that broke the bank to go get Wilson now they're already mortgaging their future to get more picks back they get rid of Chubb I don't know what to make of this team their coach is a hot mess N- no play here but maybe look for a couple player props all right we're moving on here we got the Texans playing the New York Giants here line right now is minus five and a half Giants over under is 41 and a half you know, guys, I've said this for weeks on this show. I like taking teams, you know, not, not, I mean, not super, super low. We've seen a couple in the thirties, but 41 and a half is pretty low in this. And you can take a team up to 11 and a half and a teaser and a teaser spot here. I usually like doing this, but right now I kind of like, I kind of like the giants in this, especially in a teaser spot, take them as a dog. 
some of the numbers I, you know, I want to hear what Jason, maybe his sheet he has. I, I kind of have the Giants winning this maybe by like a touchdown. Uh, I kind of like, I think this could be a low scoring game. Maybe tease it up and take the under in this in the teaser spot. But I kind of like the Giants down and making them a dog. And I think they'll win the game in a teaser. What do you have, Jason? Yeah, no, I actually project this out to about 22-15. So they're basically right on the numbers there. Um, both of the, the total or the spreads are basically where you'd expect it to be. The total is actually a little higher. I actually make this out to be like 37. So uh, not really efficient offenses here matching up. But we kind of knew that with Houston. But a little surprise with the Giants that they wouldn't put up a lot of points against a bad Houston defense. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the Giants transition out to the role of favorite when they've been kind of under the radar the whole time. And I heard on various shows how soft the Giants schedule was, but it didn't seem like that would matter um, at the beginning of the season because they were going to be just as soft. But they played really well. They're in a good spot. You know, somehow they're in it in the NFC East with uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, I don't think they're that quality, but obviously they're still in it. You know, I don't trust the Texans and Davis Mills on the road. Um, lane five is a lot. I hope it comes down a little bit. Um, but I would actually, even though it's at, what, 41 right now, I would lean to the under in this game. And I probably would lean to the Giants, even though, I don't, like I said, I don't like the five. But uh, between these two, that's where I would go. Matty, what do you got? All right, boys, it's already coming down. Uh, it's the over-under is the 40 and a half, and the Giants is down to minus four and a half. So that's even a better number. Gets us off that magic number of five. I think this is the game of the week where we see this low total. I think this is the one where it absolutely smashes over for two reasons. Worst run defense in the NFL, Houston Texans. Best run game right now, <laughs> the Giants. Coming off a bye, they better have a great game plan get Barkley 20 touches, sprinkle the backups in there. Jones is probably going to have some planned runs a la like Josh Allen. I, I see this as like a 30 to 15 kind of game. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, the Giants coach, Dable, actually gave him great props that he's the angriest runner in the league right now. Thinks he's going to play well, but I like this over. I think this is the one game of the week where – if you tease this down even more, I think you you bet it up and then just go go over, take have a little fun on, a little rooting interest on this one. All right, guys, let's move on here. We got Kansas City coming up here. Um, you know, this team, before I dive into this, you know, this is a team that sometimes a head-scratcher with offense. Watching the game last week, because, again, like Maddie said, you know, you have a guy that can't throw the ball, and you just thought this was me a route. And I think myself and Jason said this. Sometimes on paper, it looks too good to be true, and it was a very tight game. So we got Jacksonville going into Kansas City this week. I think, again, looking at this right now, you look on paper, and you're like, man, this is going to be a route. I mean, this just has no – Jacksonville's not very good as uh, – they're 4-13 and ATS last 17. It's – under over unders at 50 and a half. And here's the thing you look at some, I looked at a stat today. I'm a little shocked. The unders in these games, especially in Kansas City under Andy Reid's been hitting the under. You think this offense that it just be high scoring games. But Matt said something earlier in the show about taking the over in this. And I want to hear what he says again. Maybe I think I heard this correctly. I really like taking taking in a teaser, taking the number down and taking the over because I think it's going to happen. But I also really like Kansas City in a teaser down. You get that hook, you get the three and a half, but I think they do win over three and a half. So I'm on Kansas City. 
in a teaser over, and I like taking the points down and taking the over in this. J-Cam, what do you, before Matt goes, because I know, I think he said something about this and he's going to be opinionated. What do you have in this? <laughs> well, I, it's interesting, like you said, that Kansas City does not cover big numbers for some reason. Um, even when they're against bad teams, they kind of let them hang around. Um, Tennessee last week got off to an awful start. We were able to pull it out, but couldn't cover the big number. Um, so I, it, Jags make me nervous. I've lost too much money on them this year. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence on the road. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. I do like the teaser play here. And, you know, we talk about them going under, but because they have usually a lot of inflated totals as well. Like everybody thinks that the games are going to be shootouts and they usually tend out. Kansas City, we've talked in prior years, kind of slow pace for a team that scores a lot of points. They're just usually really efficient. So, you know, here I did see one little nugget, though. The official, the ref working, the KC Jags game calls more pass interference than any other one. Most of the pass interference penalties, the Jags actually have the least pass interference penalties for the year, but most of them have come on the road. Kansas City, excellent at drawing pass interference. Draw your own conclusions here. So I think it's an excellent play to tease it down and play the over. Um, so I think that's where I would lean. I can't lay the point here with the Jags. I just I can't do it. Trevor Lawrence is going to have another four interception day. I'm not going to stand for it. Matty, what do you have? No, Smitty, I'm I'm with you on this. I said tease down their points and then go the over. I, I think that's a, the easiest play to pair up with the Steelers. Um, I do think this is going to be a sweat, though, with that because Mahomes threw it 68 times last week, 68. They, they ran the ball 19 times, and Mahomes, I think, had eight of those. They have to run the ball. They have to take some pressure off him and his arm. I'm going to look at Isaiah Pacheco. I think they're going to start to work him into the fold a little more for some player props. Tease this down to uh, 44 and a half and go over. That's my play on this game. I like it. All right. Oh, Jason, you're up. I'm sorry. My bad. No problem at all. I think we are moving on to Vegas where we should have quite the interesting game here with the Raiders at home. Now lane six to the Indy Colts who cleaned house this week, got rid of Frank Reich, apparently have a 30 year old guy who's never called plays before running the offense should be interesting there. Um, so it makes for a pretty interesting handicap here because you really have no idea what you can get with the Colts. Um, these are run defense. Everything else has been pretty much awful this year. The offensive line, which has been good in prior years, is falling apart and under pressure a lot. Sam Ellinger basically just got killed up in New England last week, and Matt Ryan had been getting that for weeks. So it's really hard for me. Vegas needs this game if they're basically this is going to determine their season one way or the other, whether they're still in it or whether it's time to start, uh, you know, basically uh, tanking. I just I don't know really what to make of this game at all. I actually I think I lay the six with the Raiders. I mean, at home. Who knows what you're going to get with Jeff Saturday? I mean, he's literally coming in on a Monday to try to do, run this whole team. You can't think those coaches are happy that they all got passed up to be interim coaches. So, Smitty, what do you think? Yeah, this is <laughs> – you know, the Raiders last week had a really nice um, weekend in the NFL and overall in college football also. Um, this was – the Raiders was one play. I had um, them in a money line looking great. 17 nothing and then they score three more points in the game this mcdaniels they've blown i think multiple games now up about 17 points i just don't get this team this guy again i think is a coordinator he could be gone could be gone after this year because here's the thing here's a guy that took a playoff team and they're getting worse you add Devonte adams and you're getting worse i mean 
Are you kidding me? But where are we going here? One great stat I saw today, Colts 0-9 first half this year. So if you need a play, they're 0-9 this year in the first half. Um, so there you go. Take the Raiders in the first half. Maybe you'll win money, and the trend continues here. I would go Raiders here in this. I, again, like you said, Jason, the, the coach, I just don't know what you're going to see here. Guy, you know, I, just go back, put Matt Ryan back in there. I, I don't think it was all his fault. A lot of people were blaming him. I think there's a lot of issues there. So I'm going to go Raiders and see what happens. Matty, what do you got? Yeah, Matt, this, this is the hot mess express right here. The, <laughs> the Raiders, Raiders are a mess. I, I smell it. That, that's Sean Payton rumor is going to start swirling coming in here. Uh, they, they want the name. The Colts, Jeff Saturday is there to basically take inventory. Who's going to play? Who's not? He's going to jump up probably into a some kind of director role or some horse shit title up there in the office for uh, the owner. I don't think he's their future coach. I don't think they know what's going on. And, and like we said, it's just a mess. The Raiders have Renfro and Waller now to the IR. Devontae Adams is going to get a zillion balls thrown his way. Mac Hollins, I think, will get a touchdown this week. The Colts, the stat on the Colts, they average nine points on the road. That is awful. You're telling me the Raiders can't score 20 and win 20 to 10 and cover this five. Take the Raiders, even though I despise this game. Stay away from it. It's stinky. All right, let's go. Oh, Matty. can I throw one more, Matty, real quick? Oh, I mean, okay. I just want I wrote it down. So I want to I want to say I wrote it down too. Colts, um, they're eight and one. Uh, under, especially on the road, they're just an under team, man, over and over. But I did write down also the new stadium out there. The over has been, uh, you know, the over has been hit in that new stadium because I brought up about how the Ram stadium, it's been a lot of unders in that, that stadium, but man, this is a team. I agree with you. I can't see how the Colts are, this over is going to hit. So just want to add to that. Oh, before we go to the next game, I'm going to pull in here. The, it, the, the offensive coordinator's name is Parks Frazier. Use that as an alias at a bar when you get hit on by someone. <laughs> hey, Parks, Parks Frazier here, Murray State grad. All right. Hey, real uh, quick, Matty, you just cracked me up there. I like that. I wrote it down. Hot Mess Express. I think we should have that every yeah. week for the worst game on. There needs to be one uh, game. It's the Hot Mess Express. Right. We, we had it. All right. Uh, Cowboys Packers next on our slate. Cowboys are going up to Lambeau over under 43 and the packs getting four and a half at home. All right. Aaron Rodgers this week, he might be the conductor of the hot mess express right now. The me, I conversation he had this week on the Pat McAfee show. No good. Dallas, I think is going to go back to the Cooper rush theory this weekend, coming off a bye, get healthy. Green Bay is soft against the run. Just pound Elliott, pound Pollard. I mean, run it 40 times at Green Bay. See what can happen. Squeak out an easy one on the road. I, I, I think it's the play here is Dallas money line. I don't like the four and a half. I'm not going to play anything here. Maybe a couple player props on Pollard, but that's about it. Somebody, what do you have on the Cowboys and Pack? Uh, I got to dive in a little bit more. You know, conditions again. Let me look here. This is about 36 degrees. There's a chance for maybe some light snow. I saw 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Yeah, I agree with what Maddie said there. You know, pound the ball. Elliot, hopefully he can play because my one fantasy team, man, I, I mean, I got nobody playing. I mean, he better suit up. I don't care if he gets 
seven carries might be good enough for me if he can just get <laughs> like a couple yards and give me like one point in that. Um, but I'll tell you, low line here, cold conditions, Packers are a mess. Gary Blue's, you know, he's out, best defensive player. Jones, I think, has a high ankle sprain. Could be a lot of A.J. Dillon here. Again, I said last week on the show, Rodgers looks a little checked out. Uh, bad picks last week. But I'll tell you, low, and I'm going to go with this, over-unders 43. I can get the home team up to 11. I'm taking the Packers and the teaser. And the under. So, still digging this game. And... You know, maybe we can we can get a name for this kind of pick too, because it, obviously this the Packers stink. It's been atrocious. They lost five in a row. They're not losing this one. You can take them on a money line at home. Packers are going to beat the Cowboys, and wow. one of the reasons why too, like I said, officials is something I looked into a lot this week, and no one who's nicer to home dogs than this officiating crew that's working this game. So I think they're sixty-seven percent cover rate as home dogs for these teams with a bunch of outrights. So Packers are a mess. There's no doubt about that. Cowboys are good, but they're not great. The Packers, if you look at the stats, they're not as bad as they look. They're kind of middle of the pack for everything. They're just not as good as they've been. Um, you know, you still have some question marks with the, the skill talent on the outside, but, you know, the Cowboys kind of, you know, their secondary is good, but it's not a bunch of great man cover guys. They run the football, the Packers do, so they can't be as creative with Parsons playing all over the place. I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to take the money line. Little survivor killer of the week right there. Matty, what do you got? All right, two things. The Cowboys' DBs are above average. The Packers' wide receivers are well below average. No Dobbs, no Watson. I mean, stack the box. Pressure Rodgers. Who's going to be here? Bob Tanyan. I, I, I like your. I like the ballsy call with the cover. Uh, that's why I said the uh, Cowboys money line. I, I just, yeah, Cal or Packers are. They flustered me. I feel like Frank the Tank from Barstool talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. This goes back a couple weeks ago. This, uh, this going to be a lot. This going to be a lot of fun for this game because. We called this uh, – what game was that, Jason, that we were on the Lions? Lions and Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah, Dolphins. See, we've been going against the Dolphins. Q's going to try to fight me one time up at the pub or something here soon. Um, and that. So, a lot of fun. We'll see where it goes. We got off looking like a rock star in that game and then came back to reality. I mean, Matt – I remember that. Matty crushed those player props in that game too. So, all right, moving on here. We got uh, Arizona traveling into – Los Angeles to play the Rams. I'm hosting this because Kyle Murray is one of my favorite players in the NFL. So let's dive into this game. Here, here's my thoughts on this. There's a lot of question marks too. Stafford hasn't been practicing concussion. It seems like, but has he really been playing the whole year? It has not been good. I mean, at all. And, the, and it, I'm not blaming him, guys. I'm blaming the offensive line. You watched the game last week. The line's so bad. He just drops back and he gets hit. You know, again, Cooper Cup, we've said this before. He goes for Cooper Cup a lot. You have Allen Robinson. You have other some you know some other guys on the team. He doesn't throw the ball a lot, too. They can't run the ball. McVay has not been good. I don't think as a coach that game was, I mean, thank you so much. It was my MC hammer play. I had Tampa last week. You helped me out, but here's the thing. 
McVeigh has owned the Cardinals very well. But who's quarterbacking? Question mark. One thing I like, I kind of like, I, 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 I talked to Matty. I'm not giving his play yet. Matty's going to say it in a second. I'm kind of leaning towards where Matty's going to go. But one thing about the Rams I like doing here is teasing the points up and taking the under in this, and I think I'm going to do it again. And again, Arizona is a lot better on the road than they are at home. That's my thought. J.K.M., where are you going? Oh, it's, it's, it's like there's so many things going on here. Like, you know, when John Wolford's been quarterback for the Rams, they've actually been pretty decent, but they had a running game in those years. Like, And there's no running game anymore. That's a soft offensive line. They can pass block okay, but they can't create any holes at all it doesn't matter who's back there playing running back the cardinals are an absolute mess there's footage of them every week arguing with each other on the sideline um like you said they don't beat the rams we talked about this division where like you know it's a nice round robin where teams own each other and it kind of keep makes it fun for uh, the postseason and uh playoff bids and like i said and it's call of duty season we know that was released two weeks ago so i don't know if Kyler murray's finished the game yet so I, like, you know, he's probably still distracted trying to get through that. I heard it's really good. I, I don't know what direction to go here. I would like to take the Cardinals because, yeah, I think it's like 14-8-2 and two as a road dog, the Kingsbury is in general. Um, the Rams just did not look like they had anything. For the, the Buccaneers were there for the taking last week. That game was brutal in a lot of ways. I got a push out of that game because I, I bet it at the wrong time. But you just watched that. and You, you saw two teams that were just really in the conference championship last year. It looked like, you know, could either one could have went to the Super Bowl and won. And now they look like, what the heck has happened? Like, and it's the same teams for the most part. I'm probably going to take the points of the Arizona because I think it'll be a close game. That's a long winded way of saying it. Maddie, what do you have here? All right. So, listeners, hit me up on this. You want a little gamer tag action? I, too, enjoy Call of Duty, and I still play it. I'd probably curse the Kyler Murray online, and I never even knew. And I, and I may have shot him in the face or two. You never know. So I actually love the Cardinals here. If your quarterback is John Walford with a career rating of 51.3, and then your leading rusher on yards per carry is Cooper Cup, you're not winning this game. I, I know McVay has done well against the Cards. Man, Kingsbury's got to be fighting for his life down there. Uh, over under 40 and a half. I actually grabbed this two days ago. I got the cards on the money line. I got the cards plus three as well. Stafford's in concussion protocol. I don't think he's going to go. And that running game is bad. Now, the Cardinals, <laughs> they're bad themselves, but they got Connor back. Hopkins actually looks great. Rondell Moore has actually came on. And Zach Ertz has done well. It's just this is going to be another. I think this whole week is going to be ugly. I, I do like a lot of the unders this week even though we've said about teasing stuff down and then going over. But, man, this is going to be a 20-18 to 18 game. Some goofy two-point conversion is going to win this. It, it, it's going to be messy. Another messy game. Let's move on. Smitty, hit us up with another one. Yeah, Sunday night game. we got the Los Angeles Chargers traveling into San Francisco. Open up at three and a half. Maybe I missed something in these guys, and that's why I love doing the show. I mean, I've been busy this week. I had this already in a play, but I mean, this really, this jumped up to minus seven. I know Chargers have had some wide receivers out. Uh, may, probably will continue here. Over under right now is at 40 and a half. Again, looking at some numbers here, I, I took the Chargers up. Primetime games, the dog has been playing okay. I tweeted it out a little bit ago. I'm just looking through my notes here. 
I have Carolina up to eight and a half tonight, and I'm playing the Chargers plus 13. That is my play, and I'm going to keep it short. J.K.M., what do you got? Yeah, I, like you said, I'm not really sure. The numbers for me, it's, I have it 24-17, which is exactly the spread. Um, it's actually, you know, it has a total a little higher here. It's I look kind of like the under, to be honest with you. Neither offense has much explosiveness, except for when one of the San Francisco wide receivers breaks away from somebody and does it themselves. I know McCaffrey's there, but it's just an offense that has to grind. And, you know, the Chargers defense is okay. It's not great or bad. They do like to give up a lot of ground yards on the ground, so that makes me a little nervous. Um, I just can't back this Charger team. I've watched them play, what, a couple times, and it just doesn't look right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know they've been banged up at the wide receiver position, but even when they were somewhat healthy in there, you know, Herbert doesn't look good at all. I mean, everything is – he's captain checked down if there ever was one this year. He's totally kind of back – took a step back as a quarterback. I, I I guess I like the 49ers, but I really don't like either team in this one. I kind of like – I favor the under more than anything. I think this is going to be a slow-paced grind. Both teams kind of like – I know they play quick, but they don't generate a lot of points. Maddie, what do you got here? All right. This is going to be my uh, oppo play. Uh, and I'm not going to try to contradict what you guys said, but Herbert – I, I watched a couple of their bits and pieces on the internet. He's actually played well. Uh, he's got a 90 rating, but without Mike Williams, who's going to be out again, no Keenan Allen, going to be out again. It's Gerald Everett and Andre Carter and some other guys thrown in there. He has to check it down. I think this game is going to be McCaffrey and Eckler, so you can get more touches. Now the Niners do come off the bye. Maybe they're going to be a little – slow just getting back into the thing uh steam of things i think you're going to see a ton of mccaffrey debo's going to get it debo might throw some passes to mccaffrey this week and i think they're going to get kittle involved a little bit i do like your underplay a little bit here uh bose is back um they did lose a corner though jason brett i believe is out for the year but the niners defense is really good friend warner should be able to keep um eckler in check it Another ugly game, but I would actually take the Chargers and the, the seven here. Man, Jason Verrett gets hurt like this every single year. It's yeah. amazing. Like, I think this is the most games he's ever played in the season, and it's we only got halfway through. So, yeah. Yeah, all you think is kind of concerning, too, is that Shanahan is a big favorite like this. I don't want to call it big, but it's it's bigger than a uh, three-pointer. Um, terrible. Like, historically, yeah. just not a good number here. So, that's a, a little concern there. So, I will move us on to the Monday night game where the invincible Philadelphia Eagles – welcome maddie's favorite team the washington commanders uh 11 point line here maddie what do you have oh man uh, I, i'm not a call them the commanders i like when people call them the commodores i think that's even better. I like the commodores too they should have went there I, I love it so although the line is 11 10 and a half some places over under 44 this is still a rivalry game and the the washington football team i'm gonna still call them by they're actually playing well the past three weeks. Uh, we as a group with Q, myself, Smitty, we argue about Heineke all the time. And I love Q, but I'm still in Smitty's camp. Heineke's not the answer. He just has – he's got the moxie right now. He's got him rolling. But their defense has played really well. Allen and Payne in the middle are good. Montez Sweat under the radar has been really good. If they can just play well in the back end, they should be able to keep this close. I think getting double digits – with a rivalry game like this is the play here, especially if you can get 11, I would take that. But man, Philly is on a roll. Myers Sanders is playing great. Goddard's playing great. AJ Brown, their, their talent right now is 
unlimited. The one problem where they do struggle a little bit is because Jordan Davis is banged up. They do struggle to stop the run. Now they play well against the run, but they don't stop it, of course. And the Washington can pound it with their slew of backs, Brian Robinson and uh, the other kid's name slipped my mind right now. I'm talking Dixon. too much. Yes. That's, uh, give me the commanders. Uh, it, it's not a homer play. This is actually betting with my head, not my heart. Give me the commanders plus the points. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, I've been opinionated about this. You know, I think I say it every week. Heineke, again, team rallies around the guy a little bit. But you saw, I mean, the one throw last week, he threw in triple coverage down at the goal line. The ref took out the guy that was going to intercept the ball. Then he caught the ball. Somehow he rolled into the end zone. I mean, it's I wrote you guys. I said, man, I'm done. I'm not taking them. It's like voodoo. I'm not touching it anymore. I'm not going against them. Luckily, I came back and had because I had the Vikings money line with uh, Tampa Bay in that. So I like I I already gave it out tonight. I did Carolina under 47 and a half in the Thursday night game. And I'm going to match it with the under uh, 50 in the Washington Philly game. Now, opinions with the game here. I think, like Maddie said, divisional game. I like these dogs in these divisional games here. I think I might, and I'll pro, I might do this still. I haven't played it yet, but I'd probably take the, I'm going to call them skins. I'm going to take the one part out of the word and just say skins. That's what I like calling them. So blank skins or skins. There, there we go. I like the skins up in a teaser. They do a funny part down here on a show. I really like, they said hitting some skins and they call in people call in and talk about the skins. So hitting some skins. I like the skins up. And I like the points up and take the under. I think it's a tough game. You saw Philly a couple times. Philly sometimes can get out really quick and kind of coast a little bit. But I do like what you guys have said. I think the Skins defense has played extremely well lately. I think they have a lot of talent. And I've said this on offense. I think they have a lot of talent. I don't like the offensive coordinator so much. I'm not a big fan of the head coach. I think if they go in a different direction, it seems like the whole organization is going to go under a different direction very soon, which is a great thing for this area down here. Uh, but I think this game could be a little ugly, could be a, maybe a little slow. I think Philly pulls away and they're going to win again. But I like the under and I like the commanders. I'll say it correctly this time up in a teaser. Yeah, I, I kind of like the I like the, the Commodores plus the 11. I, the run defense is good. So it'll be interesting if they can make Philly a little more one-dimensional. This is the best run defense that Philly's faced all year. And they faced some decent ones, but this is the best one. And remember, the first time they played, Eagles came out of the gate and just blew them away. But the second half, uh, the command Commodores had chances and just kind of blew it. I mean, they could have actually been in that game. So got a little rematch action here. Um, so I think uh, – give me the plus the points. I think the, the divisional dogs, I think we've talked about that in the past. So there you go. So hey, since since we since Smitty likes the the word skins, go a little skin in the game this weekend, everybody. Don't be afraid to do a three teamer this weekend. Look for some dogs. Seattle throw in the Bears. Find one more dog you like and chuck them in there. Cardinals. There you go. Packers. 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 Steelers. Steelers. Stay, people to win money or what? Stay away from the hot mess express, Colts, Raiders, and the conductor from the Packers, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers himself. I think some people have called us a hot mess express. So. <laughs> Perfect. Maddie, take us out, my friend. 
All right, everybody, check us out. We are at Notebook Wagering tonight. We got at Smitty Bucks. We got at Notebook Wagering JCam. I am at If You Follow Matt. And like we always say, it's free, it's fun, it's informative, and bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.